Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. And we are back on the Believe in the Jets podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Golden at JetsXFactor.com. And of course, former Jet running back Lamont Jordan here with me as per usual. Lamont, we are coming off another Jets win four in a row. Jets are sitting at five and two with the playoffs on the line, looking ahead to the New England Patriots in week eight. Both of our bets from last week cashed. If you listen to the end of the show and our bets of the week, we had a good little parlay of the Jets with some alternate spreads. That turned out to hit exactly how we were hoping. And as always, big thanks to our friends at betonline.ag for giving us that information. Football is back and BetOnline is your number one source for all your football betting needs this season. You'll find the latest odds, matchup info, player news, and game trends. And as your continued source for all sports wagering info, BetOnline features live betting, free contests, live scores, and giveaways all season long always the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports and events like the mlb mma tennis boxing golf and the nfl of course head to betonline.ag to receive your 100 welcome bonus with your first deposit make sure to use promo code believe b-l-e-a-v to receive your rewards bet online where the game starts and lamont we got to start with this game i think as always it has been these last couple of weeks with the jets defense This was a very solid performance from them overall. They were able to limit the Broncos' rushing attack, minus a couple of rough drives at the start of the game. In the second half, they clamped down. I don't think they allowed any points. And without that performance, especially at the end, Sauce Gardner gets some crucial pass breakups on Cortland Sutton to steal the game away. I thought this was another good performance from the defense, as you were expecting at this point. Yeah, I agree. It it was, man. Um, It was, once again, defense and special teams. Yeah, special teams. We saw the Broncos. Um, they had an issue with an extra point, and I believe he missed a field goal. Also. He did. Yeah. And so once again, it comes back to you know two of the three phases. Both offenses struggled. Both defenses played solid. Um, our special teams was better. And I'm gonna go back to something that we said at at, at the at the beginning of a, in our last show. If you didn't watch the game. Go look online, go to team stats, and just look at turnovers. If you look yep. at turnovers, that's going to tell you who won and lost that game. And that's what it to me, that's what it came down to. The team, the Jets, we took care of the ball. Um, defense, man, I, I just I love watching our defense play. <clears throat> I just love watching these guys play. They fly to the ball. And and the positive thing about it is that we don't even have JJ out there. Yep. We don't even have JJ out there. I love the way the defense is flying to the ball. Um, you brought up Sauce. Um, I'm going to be hard on Sauce, and I'm going to continue to be hard on Sauce. He's got to stop. He is so close in big situations to being called to pass interference. I mean, he's flirting with it. And if he doesn't correct that, I'm worried that it's going to cost us a game. But take that aside. I love. I, listen, I'm a Sauce fan. If you listen to the show, I am hard on sauce. I don't want people to think that I'm not a fan of sauce because I am a fan. I want to see this kid do well. I love his swag. I love his energy. I love his attitude. What I don't like is the hands down the field, the grabbing on the back of the jersey and clutching my chest when the ball is in the end zone, worried that there's going to be a pass interference call that's going to put the ball on the one yard line. Outside of that, we continue to get consistency from our defense. We continue to get consistency from our special teams and my hat goes off to the secondary, man. My mm-hmm. hat goes off to the secondary because those guys played well. They did a great job. Yeah. I, everyone in the secondary really, I thought had very solid play for most of the day. And there was a couple of hiccups, but I don't think it was anything too egregious. I think, you know, for the most part, everyone in the secondary was able to do their part. Marcus Joyner got an interception. Um, I thought he had a couple of lapses where it really wasn't his fault. There was a big explosive to Jerry Judy that went for about 46 yards at the end of the first quarter. And it's because Marcus Joyner is playing like a buzz safety role and he's coming down as coming over the middle to pick up over the middle, right as Judy's coming and crossing his face on a crossing route. So Joyner's got to come downhill, then stop and redirect and turn and keep up with Judy, who's already running full speed. And there's just nothing he can do. And so it's like, I want to be critical on him for giving up that reception. Technically, it's his fault, but that's a good call against good coverage. 
And that's beating the design coverage more so than it is beating the player. DJ Reed had an excellent game. Absolutely excellent game from DJ Reed. Uh, reading the screen pass, absolutely crushing Jerry Judy, you know, setting up the, the intimidation factor, the we're here to play early in the game, you know, before the second half, getting that in there. I thought that was great. And then you can't, you said it a few weeks ago, win two of the three battles where offense, defense, and special teams. And ever since you've said that, that's been ringing in my head. And I really think that that is all the credit in the world. I brought up the defense first, special teams too, because Denver's kicker missed two kicks and Greg Zerline was perfect. Didn't miss any extra points. Didn't miss any field goals was absolutely perfect and won them the game. I think in scoring in a lot of ways, and that if he was struggling to hit kicks like McManus, this game would have been a lot worse than we might've been expecting. Braden Mann is crushing the hell out of the ball. Braden Mann is nailing his punts. And especially in that thin Denver air, he was getting some ridiculous bombs, setting the jets up in good field position. Barrios being consistent on returns again, never really having situations where the jets are starting poorly after a kick or for or a punt or any sort of situation that they're always gaining some amount of positive yards or taking the fair catch, not dropping it, going down right where they are and calling it a wash at worst. Special teams unit and Brant Boyer, the special teams coordinator, deserve a lot of credit for this game because the offense, quite honestly, and I think this is where we'll get to next, outside of one play to Brees Hall, God rest his soul, what a terrible situation to have him lost for the year, as well as Elijah Vera Tucker, I don't want to spend too much time sitting here wallowing because I'm just going to start crying on camera and I don't want to do that. But the offense had some struggles and Zach Wilson had some struggles and I thought they struggled to get open, but against a Denver defense, that's probably one of the three best in the league that's been doing this to everybody. That's okay. You didn't turn the ball over. You got some explosive plays when you needed to. Your defense and your special teams are winning you games like that's been the trend for the last couple of weeks. This is playoff football. This is a winning recipe. This is a system for success that is built to last when you get into December and January, where hopefully with the start the Jets had, I don't think we might have been anticipating this before the year, but the playoffs are a very real possibility now. They're a very real goal, and trading for James Robinson – the day after Brees Hall goes down, shows that to the entire team. We're taking this year seriously. That this is not a, oh, we're washed and, and that's it and let's get better and develop and we'll get them next year. It's no, we, we, we did better than we maybe were expecting and we're in position to seize this. Let's go and do it. I think you have to, you have to be having that mindset as a fan. You have to be having that mindset as a player. And offensively, this is where I want to get your opinion, Lamont, more so than anything else. I think there's one key area that Zach Wilson is struggling with that is causing the majority of his problems. And if that area can improve, it will be the difference between the Jets beating the breaks off teams or surviving by the skin of their teeth. And it's how he handles pressure. When you look at his pressure splits, he is like a top 10 quarterback in pretty much every statistic when he's kept clean this year. And he's the Mm -hmm. 31st ranked quarterback when he's pressured. He's completing 12% of his passes under pressure so far in his four starts. He's had all of his interceptions under pressure this year. He really needs to get better at standing tough in the pocket, keeping his mechanics in tow, knowing that sometimes you're going to get hit. And sometimes you have to have those subtle movements to not always retreat backwards and spin out, but step up and feel the pocket, navigate things and go through your reads because when he's, kept clean. And when he has time, he's been nothing but efficient. So I'm really hoping that that is an improvement that we can see because the Patriots defense, regardless of their rankings or statistics are going to be coming after him. Bill Belichick is going to send blitzes. Bill Belichick is going to see him struggle against pressure and want to get pressure. Matt Judon's leading the league in sacks. This is going to be a game where he is going to have to improve looking ahead to the Patriots game, but I thought he struggled with it against Denver. I thought there have been some issues in a couple of games before that. The last few drives in Pittsburgh, he looked excellent. And if he can get back to that form, I think the Jets are dangerous. I agree with you. Um, there were guys running wide open. He was just missing. Yeah. Uh, and there, there are multiple times throughout the season that I've seen where, hey, just throw the ball to the guy that's going out in the flat. Get it to him earlier so he can catch the ball and get up the field. Um, that's concerning for me. 
if we don't get that fixed, then, you know, yes, we want to go to the playoffs, but if we don't get this offense fixed, then I think that's it's just too tall of an ass to think that you're going to beat a team like the Buffalo Bills. To think if yep. you go to the playoffs that you're going to be able to compete with a team like the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have to get the we we have to get offense under control. Um, I love his confidence. I love the way he's moving, especially coming back from the knee injury. And in yep. this game, he made a cut that was similar yep. to the cut that hurt him. Yep. The thing is, is that he wasn't running full speed and explosive. That foot wasn't as wide. You can tell that. Listen, Zach Wilson is going to be fine. He is going to be fine. The thing that concerns me with the offense, and this is where I'm going to come back to, I'm going to put the onuses on the offensive coordinator, especially this week. You better do something different against Bill Belichick. I'm just telling you right now. The last two games offensively, we've been able to run the ball. Coach Belichick is not going to allow us to run the ball, especially now that Brees is out. He's not going to allow us to run the ball. He's going to double-team Garrett Wilson. He's going to make sure that Braxton Berrios is spied. And anytime we motion Braxton Berrios and we do that, that all in all, what I'm saying is I don't think you beat the Patriots this week doing a college-style offense. I don't think it's going to happen. Zach Wilson has to complete these passes. We're at that point of the season now where, okay, we know you missed the first few games. You're still trying to get your legs under you. You're without Corey Davis. Um, I wish Elijah Moore would have just kept his mouth quiet, just just would have kept his mouth shut. Would have been shut. a great game for him. Corey Davis gets injured and Brees Hall goes down, and here's all your opportunity in the world one week later to be the focal point of the offense, and you're not there because you had to be upset one time after a win. And, uh, yeah, not to get too far out of the weeds, hoping Elijah Moore, everything gets settled out. He continues to be on this team. I'm not sitting here anti-Elijah Moore, get him off, trade him, but this was an overreaction. This was an immature move, and it would have really, really, really been nice to have him on the field in Denver. Now, yes, it would have been nice to have him on the field in Denver, um, but I know what it's like to wear that uniform and to request the same thing because I did it my last year as a Jet. The difference is, is I did it during, like, training camp or something right. like that. All like right? Denzel Mims. And, and- yeah, yeah, I, I did it during training camp, and I remember I left. You know, I, I needed some time away. Like I was really on edge, and I'll never forget that weekend was training camp. We went to to basically have a, a, a inner squad practice with the New York Giants. I came back, I was fifth on the depth chart. Like I wasn't getting any reps. I, I I'll never forget. I had to go up to Herm. I wasn't gonna go to my position coach because he was gonna cuss me out and tell me no. All right, and I love Bishop Harris. So me being a four-year, I said, okay, I got to navigate this. I'm not getting any reps. I need to be in shape. I, I need to be in some type of football shape. So I'll never forget, I went up to her and I said, hey, Wayne is our starting wide receiver. Can I do scout team for him? Because he was taking scout team reps. I'm not getting any reps. I need to get some type of conditioning in. There's no use in, in risking our starting receiver for something that I can do. Put me in, went out there and torched the defense. Mm-hmm. Torched the defense at the wide receiver position. The point of me sharing this story is, I, is that I'm hoping that, that, that this can somehow get to Elijah Moore. And as a former Jet, I, I think I should reach out to him because I know what he's going through. I totally understand what he's going through. The best thing that he can do right now is exercise his right to remain silent and go out there and ball out. Yep. That is all that he needs to do right now. We know that you're not happy, but the only thing that you can do is you have to go out there and ball out. And listen, if we're going to win this game, we're going to need him this week. We don't 100%. know. I don't know what the status is on Corey Davis. Um, Didn't practice yesterday and wasn't spotted at practice today. Yeah, so we're probably going to be without Corey Davis. We're going to have a chance of winning this game. We need Berrios. We need more. And 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 we we need Wilson. And I think if I'm not mistaken, at the beginning of the season, when I was hard on Corey Davis, I said that our three-headed monster couldn't be Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Braxton Berrios. We need Elijah Moore out there on the field. Um, Corey Davis going, you know, if he's not playing in this game, it sucks. 
it sucks because I'm taking my hat off to Corey Davis. That man has been going out there and just flat yeah. out getting the job done. With yeah, that yeah. said, it puts Braxton Berrios on the field. And everybody who listens to the show know that we are huge Braxton Berrios fans. Um, so just, just kind of recapping the offense. Zach has to he, – he can't keep missing open plays. All right, he can't keep missing open wide receivers. And if I'm not mistaken, this stat right here that I'm about to give you, this will get us annihilated versus the New England Patriots. We had 11 penalties for 85 yards, and if I'm not mistaken, most of them were on the first two drives of the game. You will not beat the Patriots that way. Yes, you can win an offensive battle. You can win the defensive battle, but we cannot continue to have penalties. The Patriots are not a team that's going to consistently beat themselves. So if we want to get a victory against, uh, against the Patriots, and as, as we continue on with the show, we're going to get into that. A, we have to continue to take care of the ball. Zach has to complete passes to open men. And listen, we can't have penalties like this. These penalties never allowed our offense to even get going. It never allowed us to get going. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I quite honestly am not going to spend too much time talking about what our offense needs to do <laughs> against the Patriots defense, because I think it's very simple. They need to find a way to block without Elijah Vera Tucker. They're going to have to learn to pass protect up front. Lakin Tomlinson had another down game in Denver. Need that to be fixed. He was on the upswing for a couple of weeks after having a rough start. Yesterday, uh, Sunday in Denver was another bad one. We need better from Lake and Tomlinson, especially for how much he's getting paid. I think that's first and foremost, you got to sort out your protection. You know, the blitzes are going to be coming. You got to have answers for it. And it can't be like you said, the college gimmicky stuff. There's got to be some times when you have max protection and you keep Uzama in at tight end and Carter in the backfield at running back or James Robinson or whoever else it is. And you say, all right, more Barrios Wilson. One of you get open against single coverage. One of you go toe somebody deep. Let's let Zach air something out. Let's back this defense off because if we're just sitting here trying to dink and dunk all day, it's going to be the see and ghost game part two. And that's, and you can't have that. We know how this goes. Luckily, I think the jets are smarter than that. And I think you have to have some ability to run the ball to keep defenses honest as well. This can't be a Zach Wilson 50 pass show. This can't be a come out and throw every play and make the quick game your run game. You got to establish some some identity too, and you got to be tough and you got to win up front. On some occasions, get yourself into some good run situations on early downs, get ahead of the sticks. It, you don't have to win this game with your run game. I don't think you will win this game with your run game. I think you have to win this game with Zach Wilson and your receivers beating single coverage against the Patriots blitzes. But you have to be able to run first and foremost to even get into those advantageous situations. Cause if you get in third and long, that's when things get really ugly. And all it takes is a couple of third and longs before Belichick is going to start calling the dropouts of his blitzes. And you're going to have nine guys at the line of scrimmage and you're not going to know which one of them's coming and which one of them's dropping. And there's nothing you can do at that point. And at that point you're, you're already, you're already drowning. So I think it's very, very simple. Pass protect beat man coverage, be able to run the ball on early downs. Don't be scared to throw over their heads. I, I don't think it needs to be anything much more than that offensively. And defensively, I think this is where, this is my stat of the week that I found today that I've been waiting to share with you. Because you say it all the time, more so than I do. And not that I'm saying that, you know, anything more, but credit to you for making more uh, a deal about this than I do. Third down. Things yeah. come down to third down, and it is so important. And I want to give you some, some statistics right now on the Jets' defense on third down versus the Patriots' defense on third down, because I think this applies to both teams. Overall, just looking at the season overall, the Jets are the 20th overall defense and teams converting third downs on them, meaning that they are giving up a first down on third down at the 20th worst rate in the league uh, so far this season. The Patriots so far this season are the 28th worst defense at letting teams convert on third down. Now, this was an important distinction I wanted to make. The Jets season is a tale of two halves. And when you look mm. at the first three games with Joe Flacco throwing the ball 50 times, losing two of those three games by multiple scores, and the third one being a last second victory where you came back from two scores in 90 seconds to where they are now, where they've had four straight games of winning four straight games of being on top uh, of the game and leading for a good per percentage of it. So I went back and I looked at the splits over the Jets and the Patriots last three games of the season. 
not the entire season, just over the last three games. Over the last three games, the Jets are the third-rated defense in the NFL at third-down conversion rate. They are only allowing teams to convert a third down on 30.2% of their third downs over the last three games. The Patriots are 20th over the last three games. Their increase, the Jets increased uh, on, for the season total, a conversion rate of 41.5%. Like I said, they bumped it up to 302 over the last two weeks. The Patriots overall for the season is 44%. Overall for the last three games is 422 So the Patriots defense, statistically, in terms of where they are giving up third downs, hasn't changed. There's been a 2% difference in third downs allowed. That could be a couple, one or two third downs total for one or two particular games. That's not a big statistical difference. The Jets defense improving by 11% in three games, that's noticeable. That stands for something. So I think first and foremost, on top of everything else that I said in terms of being able to win with the passing game, being able to run on early downs and being able to beat blitzes with more than just screen passes and quick throws and and rub routes underneath, you have to win on third down because the Patriots defense is susceptible to giving up third downs. And your defense right now is shutting people out. You win this game by dominating time of possession. You win this game by tiring out that Belichick defense. You win this game by scoring points and making Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi, whoever it ends up being, even though Jones was announced the starter, but it's Belichick. We can never take anything for sure. You make the quarterback of the Patriots and what I think is an average wide receiver core beat you, not Ramondre Stevenson and the Patriots run game. You do that by being efficient on third down and scoring points on offense. And you do that by stopping the Patriots on third down when you get on defense. I'm with you on that. And the only thing I will add to that is what I, you know, I'm going to give the same stat, same thing. You look at this game, you go to team stats, the team that turns the ball over the most is going to be the team that loses the game. And you are, uh, you are dead on with it. When you're talking about forcing Patriots quarterbacks to beat you, you do not want this Patriots run game. Listen, I played in this system. It's one of my favorite systems that I've ever played in. It is a running back friendly system. Yes, they run a multitude of different runs. They're they run, run everything counter. under the sun. They run everything, everything under the sun. They run it. And so <clears throat> I don't think that the Patriots would be able to run the ball against us. I just don't. When I look at what Chicago was able to do to New England, our defense reminds me of Chicago. And this is what gives me concerns about this franchise right now for the Jets with regards to where our offense is. For a number of years, the Chicago Bears, in my opinion, have had a very dominant defense, especially when Khalil Mack was there. Okay, They just never had an offense to support them. Right now, that is where we are. The difference is, is I don't think that they had the brain power in Chicago to run the offense. They were doing that college gimmicky stuff. I think Nag, 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 Matt Nagy, Nagy, Nagy. Yep. Yep. Andy and Dalton and there. Matt Nagy. And, and, and all that. Yeah. 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 We have weapons. Yeah. All right. So <clears throat> we need this offense to come and support this defense because listen, we are getting wins. All right. But people would take this team more serious if our offense starts to score points. We beat the Broncos 16 to 9. If Zach Wilson went 16 for 26, all right, he could have went 20 for 26, and this score could have been like 27, 28, maybe 30 to nothing because we yep. would have sustained drives. We would have continued to shift field position, and we would have yep. forced Denver to continue to throw the ball, which we saw what happens when they continue to throw the ball. We're going to be around. We're going to get some interceptions. All right. So as we as we transition and we look forward and we look to this New England game, um, I agree with you. We have to convert third downs. Yep. All right. You gave the stats. We are not playing against a good third down team. All right. The problem is, is offensively, we do not do a great job of converting on third downs against the Denver Broncos. We were three for 14 on third downs. That is not going to cut it against New England Patriots. And we have to remember this is a New England Patriots team that is coming off of a loss. Okay. And they're coming now. Losing to an NFC opponent, no big deal. No big deal. 
if the Patriots lose this game, now we're talking about wild card stuff. Yeah. Especially with the things that they have going on there with with the quarterback controversy. Um, Harris should be back a little more healthier for this game. So they're going to have their two-headed monster in their backfield. Our offense has to score points. And my first point on this game that I want to hit on is I would love to see us go no huddle. I would tire love to out. see us change. And it's not even so much as tire them out as much as it is give them a different look. Give them a different look. I do not think that we're going to beat the Patriots if we come out and try to do what we do, but do it better. We're already struggling at what we do. And we're playing against one of the greatest coaches of all time who does a great job of stopping what you do best. All yeah. right. So for me, my first point is offensively, let's switch things up. Let's open this thing up in no huddle. Let's put the pressure on them and, and let's see how they handle that. Yeah, I agree. And I'm going to add on to that because I think my point, my first point on offense goes hand in hand with that entirely. And what I mean by this, I don't mean schematically in terms of the plays you run, but I mean physically in terms of the alignment of the formations, spread things out a little bit. You don't need to have all of your formations condensed. You don't need to have all of your skill players inside the hash marks at the start of the play. You can spread things out a little bit. Take advantage of the whole width of the field, especially when the Patriots are going to start blitzing. Give them more room to cover. Give them more room to worry about from the back end of their coverage. Give these corners, take away their ability to leverage themselves. Take away their ability to say, okay, you're stacked inside and I can probably catch up with a little bit of an inside shade. Yes, there's a lot of room to the outside, but the Jets don't throw to the outside that often. They usually try and keep their passing game over the middle more than anything else. So if you have all these condensed formations and you have DBs that are going to know being coached by Belichick shade over the inside and watch things over the middle first, you're asking for a bunch of congestion. You're asking for balls to be tipped, throwing dig routes to Corey Davis to have Zach Wilson throw interceptions like week two last year. That's the problem for me. And I think if you spread things out, and you get some more space between your receivers, and you give some guys more grass to threaten with all of this speed and this one-on-one coverage that you're going to see from New England with a secondary that isn't that great. This isn't the New England secondary of old. Devin McCourty's still a good player, but he's not Devin McCourty five years ago. Kyle Duggar's a great safety. He's mispracticed with an ankle injury this week that he suffered against the Chicago Bears. There's no guarantee that he's going to be coming back. Christian Barmore, one of their best defensive tackles, missed the Bears game with a knee injury, hasn't practiced yet this week with the same injury. This is a weak unit right now. You can win against this team, and you do it by not being scared. You do it by trusting the talent that you have and proving that you can go up and go toe-to-toe and not being conservative and not trying to play the dink and dunk underneath game and beat New England in a slugfest with your run game because you're not Mm going to do it. So offensively, you have to be explosive, and you have to let your explosive talent at wide receiver do the heavy lifting for you. Give Zach Wilson some shots downfield. Let's take advantage of his arm strength. Let's make that work. Defensively, this is the stat for me again. I talked about third down. The Jets are the third-rated team in the NFL in yards per carry allowed in the run game this year, three and a half. The Patriots are 25th at 4.9. The Patriots are allowing nearly five yards a carry. You have to be able to generate rushing yards on early downs to get ahead of the sticks and back the Patriots out of their blitzes because their pass blitzes and their run blitzes are not the same. And then defensively, you have to stop the run on early downs. You're doing a good job of it so far. I think you can do a good job of it again. Patriots center David Andrews suffered a concussion against the Bears. He hasn't practiced yet. If their backup is in, this is Quinnen Williams' time to take over. This is Quinnen Williams' time to go win defensive player of the year. If he's going against a backup center, you take away that Patriots run game. So defensively, my biggest point for me, I want to see single high coverage. Because I don't trust these Patriots receivers outside. Devontae Parker's doing well. He's averaging a lot of yards per catch, but I think it's a lot of contested catches. And I think, like I said last week, you put sauce on Sutton to avoid that. They put sauce on Sutton and they avoided that. I think you put sauce on Parker and you do the same thing. And I'm not worried about giving up contested catches down the sidelines. 
I'm not worried about Mac Jones or Bailey Zappi testing me one-on-one deep. I'm worried about Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris pounding me inside for four quarters. That's Mm -hmm. my worry. That's my fear. I'm worried about the Patriots counter crack tosses going to the outside and not having anyone to the edge that can come up and make a tackle. That's what I'm worried about. I think you have to play aggressive, put an extra guy in the box, make this passing game beat you. And if you get to a lead by being explosive on offense, that's even going to help you more by giving them more reason not to run the ball. You have to beat Belichick at his own game. Take away what they do best. What do the Patriots do best offensively? Run the football. Take that away. Yep. Yep. And and I agree with you. I agree with you 100% on that. Um, For me, looking at things from a defensive standpoint, um, I I think that this is a game where, yes, you definitely match up sauce on Devontae Parker. Now, I also think that Devontae Parker is more of a stud wide receiver than Sutton. So That's bold. Out, I don't know if I agree with that one. When it comes to the ball in the air, I think Devontae Parker is going to go up and get the ball more than Sutton will. I think Devontae Parker, after the catch, is more dangerous than Sutton. I, I, I really do. I was not concerned with Sutton at all. I really thought that Salt or anybody would do a good job on Sutton. Judy is the person that gave me cause for concern. Devontae Parker is when he wants to be, he can be a dog. When he wants to be. I'll give you that. My, my concern is that he makes up his mind that this is going to be the game that he's going to be a dog. Because I'm going to tell you right now, I've been in that locker room after a loss like, like the Patriots just had um, on prime time. All right. It is not a pretty sight in there. And we're going to get the absolute best Patriots team this week. Let's make no mistake about it. I know everybody, uh, like, you know, we know what Tom was to the Patriots. But at the end of the day, the thing that kept that ship running, that, that to me, is Bill Belichick. And you can never count him out. So from a defensive standpoint, I'm sorry, from for us, from an offensive standpoint, get Carter involved in the passing game early. Get and Carter. Often. I know from playing against Coach Belichick when it comes to yep. the linebackers, And I know being on that team, when he's concerned about the running backs out of the backfield, I feel like his defense becomes predictable. When he has to account, because what happens is now you either go to cover two or you get that buzz safety dropping down to cover the running back, which means you're going to open up bang gates, which is with the skinny posts. You're going to open up those inside routes that we want to have. But in order for us to, we're not going to be able to throw the ball down the middle. You said it yourself. That's what we do. And yeah. if that's what we do, that's what he's going to take away. The way you're going to open that middle up is you get Carter involved in the passing game early and often. Force him to put a secondary player on Carter. Now you're going to get that single high look that you were talking about. And now we can allow Berrios. We can allow more if he's playing. We can allow our wide receivers, especially, especially Wilson, to have the space to work. No huddle. I would love to see them take the tight end off the field starting out. Take the tight end off the field, go with Ty Johnson as your protecting back, and then you motion Carter out the backfield, getting to that spread. We can get to four wide with only three wide receivers on the field by simply lining up Carter and and Johnson, Ty, my turp, my turp, all right, in the backfield together and see how the Patriots want to play that. All right. Get Carter involved in the game early. And if Zach Wilson is just, listen, if Zach Wilson completes the passes to the open men, we win this game. Our Jets defense is just as aggressive and physical as that Chicago Bears defense. The Bears defense is what won that game for. I know everybody wants to talk about the points that they were able to put up, but what I saw was a dominant Bears front that took the heart and the life of the Patriots front on this Jets team. Oh, we got some goons. Mm-hmm. We got some goons that have shown all season long that we don't care who your line is. We're coming out there to snatch their heart. You have quarterbacks that are competing with one another. So there's going to be a tremendous amount of pressure on a second year quarterback and a rookie quarterback who are competing with one another to go out there and make plays in a game that if the Patriots lose this game, we have to, we, Listen, if the Patriots don't win this game, I think the Patriots are out the playoffs. Yeah, they're cooked. 
No, it's back against the if wall. They it's, the game, they're out the it's that's it. It's you have no shot. It's that's that's not happening anymore. You already lost to the Dolphins earlier in the year. You lose to the Jets again. You're likely losing to the Bills. You get down three games in the division when you're already two and two and six at that point. No, mm-hmm. no chance. No chance. You mm-hmm. can't come back from that. This is do or die if you're New England. So you're going to get the best of New England. I completely and totally agree. And I got one more point on offense and defense, and then I think we're good to get to picks. But I completely and totally agree with what you said about Michael Carter out of the backfield. I think don't even think it's just him. I think it's running back out of the backfield, period. Whether it's Michael Carter, whether it's James Robinson, whether it's Ty Johnson, I don't think it matters. I think they're all plenty good mismatches for these Patriots linebackers because the one thing about Bill Belichick defensively that you can exploit if you're a smart offense is that he is still stuck in the 1940s when it comes to how he handles strong personnel packages. He will go to textbooks straight up classic three, four, five, Oh, five alignment where he's got two, five techs and a zero and two outside linebackers that are pass rushers and two big rangy six foot three, 240 pound thumpers that run straight and come downhill. And that's it stacked in the middle. And that's how he'll defend two tight end sets. That's how he'll defend stronger personnel sets. Like the two back sets, like you're talking about with Ty Johnson and Carter on the field at the same time. If you can mm-hmm. bait that personnel package out, you can win in the pass game. You can spread teams out like you're saying and motion out further. And another way that I think you can do it, I think you can steal one of the Patriots plays. I don't know if you watched the Monday night game, Lamont, where they were going against Chicago, but you remember Ramondre Stevenson catching two or three uh, rail routes out of the backfield on yes. little mesh rail concepts and picking up yes. 15 yards pretty much every time. Mm-hmm. I think you do exactly that with Michael Carter or Ty Johnson, or James Robinson. We've seen the Jets do it already this year. They tried with Flacco two or three times, and Flacco missed the throw every time, but it was open, and it would have been a big play if they hit it. I think you do this again. I think that's an easy way that you can pick up some free yards. You can make these linebackers chase. Juwan Bentley does not want to be in coverage. Juwan Bentley does has no, has no interest of covering anybody. Juwan Bentley wants things to be straight ahead of him where he can put his head down and run through an offensive lineman and go blow things up and just be a a battering ram. He does not want to be fluid or rangy or keep up with guys in space at all. So I think that's an easy advantage that you can make if you are the Jets offense and you're trying to stay consistent and stay explosive. I think running backs out of the backfield is the absolute way to do it. And that's my last point defensively. Defend Stevenson out of the backfield because I'm not so much worried about the deep coverage. You may have more faith in Devontae Parker than I do, but uh, even still, if that's the one guy you got to worry about, Jacoby Myers is an okay player who can make some good grabs over the middle. He's not scaring me against DJ Reed. Uh, If they get um, Nelson Aguilar back, that's another guy. It's like, okay, so you have Nelson Aguilar. Like I'm not, that doesn't spark fear in me if I'm Jeff Ulbrich and I'm a defensive coordinator. I think that you can play this very simple by keying in on the run game and keying in on the running backs point blank period, whether it's the run game or defending them out of the backfield. I think Belichick wants Ramondre Stevenson and Damian Harris to win this game for him. I don't think he wants Mac Jones to win this game for him. I don't think he's going to want Devontae Parker to win this game. I think he wants his defense and his running backs to win this game. And that's how the jets have been winning the past few weeks. You have to be able to defend a team the same way that you're playing. And then offensively, you have to wake up. You have to come out of your shell. You have to grow up. And if Zach Wilson, if you're the second pick of the draft, if you are the the savior of this team, that's going to lead them to playoff dominance and and everything that we're hoping, this is when you have to start proving it. It's not going to be the end of the world if this game doesn't go well. It's not like his career's over and there's no hope for the future. But this is the perfect opportunity. You lose your best offensive lineman. You lose your best skill player. You're going against a division rival. Your team is five and two with playoff aspirations. If you win this game, you pretty much, barring a complete and total disaster, guarantee yourself the playoffs. With the rest of the schedule, with the rest of, with how you're playing, with the teams that you're going to get to play, where you're going to get the Lions, the Jaguars, the Bears, the Vikings, you get the Dolphins again, you get... uh, one more game against New England in the future. If you win this game, you win three or so more of those last remaining games. You're already at six wins. You get to nine or 10 wins. You're probably in the playoffs. I can't see a 10 or 11 win Jets team not making the AFC wild card with three wild card spots. 
Two, that's happened before. 2015, they go 10 and six. They miss out as the last team. I don't think that happens again this year. This is just as much a much win for the Jets as it is for the Patriots, in my opinion. And I think they got bulletin board material from the destructions that they had at the hands of New England last year. Jeff Ulbrich mentioned it today in his presser. They remember them running up the score. They remember it being Mm -hmm. 40-plus points, and they're still throwing haymakers down the field. They're coming Mm -hmm. out angry. They're looking for blood. I think this is the game you go make your statement to the rest of the league. I think this is the game you go out and you go win. And if you're for real, you handled your injuries and you lost two of your best players and you do it anyway. I think that's what you got to say. Spoiler getting to my picks. I'm confident in the jets this week. (laughs) I'm going to give this last point. Um, The matchup and every week so far, I think we've talked about a sauce matchup. And I know that I brought up sauce against Devontae Parker. But the thing that the matchup that we're going to have to look out for, because I'm confident that we're going to see this once or two, we're going to see this a two or three times. We'll see this throughout the course of the game. If Aguilar is lined up with sauce, the ball is going deep. The ball is going deep. That is going to be the matchup. Nelson is their speed guy. He's the guy that they like to throw the goal routes to. If we get a single high coverage, if we give a single high coverage look, to shut down the uh, Patriots run game sauce on Nelson Aguilar. That is going to be the matchup that we have to pay attention to because they're going to challenge sauce. I guarantee you coach Belichick. See, I will guarantee you this coach Belichick sees on film, the way sauce plays the deep ball. He is going to be in the ear of the referees before the game, asking them to watch out for this. So if ever there was a game that Sauce really needs to watch his hands, it's going to be this game because they're going to come after him. I think they're going to come after him with Nelson Aguilar. Devontae Parker is more of a concern for me if Devontae is able to get past Sauce and they throw a ball up. I think Devontae can go up and provide some, present some troubles for Sauce. With that said, Nelson Aguilar prevent <clears throat> creates some 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 issues for Sauce for the simple fact that he's a speed guy and he's going to run straight. I think the blueprint for them to win this week is it's out there. We can't let a team like the Patriots have 324 yards against us like the Broncos did. The Broncos are one of the worst offenses in the National Football League, and we allowed them to put up 324 yards. Now. Part of the reason that they were able to put up these yards is because our punter and our defense did such a great job of shifting field position that it forced them to have to drive the length of the field, mm-hmm. which is why they're able to have more first uh, third downs. I mean, I'm sorry, why they're able to have more first downs, 21 to 10. All right, which is why when it comes to third down conversions, they were five for 16. Great job on the defense. Fourth down conversions, the Broncos were one for three. If we get into a game, we can consistently have the Patriots going for it on fourth down. That's telling me our offense put up points. All right. And that's telling me that our defense is getting the best of the Patriots. All right. I'm excited about this game, Drew. Um, Me being being drafted by the Jets, me playing for Coach Belichick and playing in New England. I'll say it was a life-changing experience for me playing for Coach Belichick, which is why as we come into this game, I'm just saying, I, I just know, I know being a victim of the Patriots and I know being a member of the Patriots for that one year, what this team is being told. I'm confident in how they're going to attack the Jets. If our offense is able to put up points and our defense, I really think that our defense has to be prepared for a team that's going to come and try to run the ball down yep. our throat. And I believe you said that. That is what we have to be prepared for. Because if you're Belichick and you're coming into this game, you're saying we can stick to our run game because we're playing against an offense that does not put up a lot of points. Our offense has to put up points to force Mac Jones, to force the other quarterback to have to throw the ball. It will be a long, long day. And I'm just telling you, it will be a long day for our defense if this Patriots team is able to stick with their run game for four quarters, because they're going to hit you with a multitude of different runs. And it's only a matter of time before they wear you down. So it's imperative that our offense moves the ball and put up points this week. Yeah, I'm with you. I a hundred percent agree. The offense wins this game. Uh, I think yes. that, that, that point blank period, 
that is the ticket is your offense will win you this game. Your defense is going to be fine. They're going to do what they always do. And we've done all season. They're going to shut down the run. And we're not too concerned about things deep. Even so, like you're saying, if Aguilar gets open deep, that's fine. Mac and, and or Bailey Zappi still has to get the ball there. And the longer it hangs, the more time that is for sauce to recover. Uh, and they're, yes. they're going to be able to put it out out in front and lead them and have it carry enough distance and drop quickly enough and fast enough to, to not let sauce recover. That's going to be a problem. But I don't know if I'm worried about them having the arm strength to take advantage of sauce being beat. So yeah. and even then, if they're throwing deep shots, it means our offense is working. It means yes. that they're that they're having to. And it should mean that sauce should be expecting it and he should be able to hopefully get an earlier turn and get in better position. I, it comes down to the offense for me. The offense has to be yes. able to beat the blitz with explosive plays. You go max protection, chip with your running backs. If you're going to have Carter or whoever out of the backfield, have them chip every now and again before they're leaking out. I think there's, like you said, there's an easy blueprint. There's a clear blueprint to win this game. And it's something the Jets can do despite their injuries, despite the play of Zach Wilson from before. You don't even need Zach to be perfect. Because if your receivers are as good as they should be, you're going to have guys wide open. And all he has yes. to do is get it close. So that's going to lead me to my pick. Looking ahead, betonline.ag, as always, thank you so much for sponsoring. And I'm going back to the old well. I went, I'm going back to an alternate spread. For what it's worth, the Jets are two-and-a-half-point home underdogs against the Patriots. The five-and-two New York Jets – are two and a half point home underdogs against the two and five New England Patriots. I don't think that's fair. Just like I didn't think Denver being favored last week was fair, especially with yes. a backup quarterback. I thought it was disrespectful and people weren't taking this team seriously. So I'm going right back to the old well. And I'm looking at the Jets minus one Jets margin <laughs> of victory between one and six. I mm. think it could be more than that, quite honestly. I'm not quite ready to say that with no Brees Hall and no Elijah Vera Tucker. That's what's holding me back from potentially making this a little bit more. But the Jets, straight up, plus two and a half is plus 100. I'd parlay that with anything. I, that would be an, an easy parlay pick for me. Would just be Jets plus two and a half, no issues. But Jets, mm -hmm. margin of victory, one to six is plus 300. I think I'm going to take that this week. I'm not going to go too crazy. Still a little worried about the injuries. I'm a little worried about how they're going to handle Matt Judon. But I think the rest of the game outside of that says the Jets are going to be the better team. And I think they can win by at least one to six points. I'm with you on that. I'm with you on that. I, um, I've gone back and forth on this game. Losing Hall and losing Veritaka, that hurts. That really hurts. Not having Corey Davis, I think that that's going to hurt us also. And knowing that Elijah Moore, with what he has, you know, with everything that's been taking place right now, I think that that can create a distraction. On the flip side, Elijah Moore going through what he went through, he could be a guy that feels like he's letting the team down. Yep. He's probably, you know, it could be a situation where now Elijah Moore comes out there and says, hey, here we go. I'm yep. sorry, fam. I should have been there. My I, bad. I, that would have been the perfect yeah, opportunity. I, yeah. Like I said, he could yeah. have been sitting there at home watching that game going, dang, why did I run my mouth? I could be in there right now. And this would be the perfect exactly. time. And, and I really think, and this is why I said earlier, not to cut you off, but this is why I said, I'm not out on Elijah Moore. This is why I said, I'm not in the boat of, Oh, screw him. He doesn't care about the team. He's me first diva receiver. Get rid of him. There's so many people that responded that way. And I thought it was completely and totally unfair, but this mm -hmm. is why because he could have had that exact reaction. And it is imperative that he is part of this team for this week in particular, as much as it was last week. Yes. Yes. With that said, I don't know who's going to win this game. I don't. I, I, I don't know who's going to win this game. I think that this is a game, this game can go either way. If the Jets offense doesn't show up, the Patriots can go out there and beat us 24 to seven or 24 to 10. Yep. Um, so that's why my bet, um, and I want to make sure I'm saying this right, Drew. All right. On Bet Online, they have a prop bet, game prop. Three straight scores by either team. No is a plus 125. That's my bet. No I'm team scores three straight? I don't think so, yeah. And I'm taking that. I think that is a give me. 
I think that right, I think that's a give me. You got a dominant defense going against a struggling offense, and you have a struggling offense going against a Belichick defense. All right. I just don't see any team scoring three straight times at any point in this game. So for my yeah. bet, I'm gonna say it again on bet online, three straight scores by either team. No, at a plus 125. That's the bet. I'm locking that. I know last week, if I'm not mistaken, we hit all three of our bets last week, Drew. We hit all yes, three of them. I think you took the Jets on the money line. I think you mentioned about the one, uh, the 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 minus four. So I yeah, I couldn't find the odds that. for it, so I didn't take it. So I just took the Jets on the money line straight up. But I wanted the plus four, and then you factored it in with the parlay of Jets plus four on the money line factored straight up, and then you had I think it was seven to nineteen or seven to twelve points to 12 for a Jets win, like yeah. and they won by seven. And so we hit all three. We hit everything. Hey, listen up. I think we, I think there's a good chance that we're going to hit both of them again this week. I don't think that either team is going to, going to score three straight times. If we put it this way, if a team does score three straight times, then this is a blowout on yeah. either side. Then that, then that team won the game. Yeah. yeah then that, <laughs> that, then that team won the game. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I'm totally with that, man. That's my bet, Drew. Um, as always, another good show. I'm excited about this game. I'm really excited about this game. I'm excited about this game for the Jets fans because, you know, with all the things they've been through prior to Coach Saul getting here, um, we said it last year and we talked about it when the Jets weren't winning, that this is a team that you should pay attention to, that this franchise is headed in the right direction. And for us to be sitting here five and two, all right, Drew, we are five and two and we're four and yep. oh in a row. Yep. <laughs> we are four and oh in a row. So when you're talking about playoffs, all right, now that you start talking about the, the whole playoff picture, what we're showing is that we are a team that can go on the road and get a victory. This is a huge game for the Jets. I can't wait. Um, for everybody, you can catch me on Twitter, Coach Jordan34. You can also catch me on Instagram, Lamont Jordan underscore 34. Uh, always thank you guys so much for listening. You can find me at Andrew Golden underscore 17, and you can also follow the show at B L E A V underscore in underscore Jets. Lamont, I'm in complete agreement. I think this game is huge. I think this is a hugely important matchup. You go against this game, you have another big game against the Buffalo Bills that if you win this game, you can afford to drop because catching the Bills is going to be tough and you can still make the playoffs without winning your division. You have your bye week after that where you're expecting probably to get most of your few remaining guys you're hoping to get healthy, and then it's full steams ahead to the end of the year. You're making a playoff push. It all starts this week on Sunday against the Patriots. This is the game that springboards them into the future. This is the game that will tell us, are these Jets for real, or was this just a fairy tale that we're about to see come to an end? I'm hoping it's the former. I think we have a good chance of some uh, sustained success. Either way, we'll be back here to review it. Thank you all again for listening one more time, and we'll be back real soon. Goodbye. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.